Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Kylie and Ryan Donchi about their wedding at Walt Disney World in Epcot's UK courtyard. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how they planned everything, how they chose their locations, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Kylie and Ryan. Hi, Carrie. It's so great to be talking with you. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So that was actually not our original plan. My sister-in-law had invited us on a trip to Europe before we got engaged. And so we thought it would be really cool to get married while we were there in the UK. And we had planned it all for to get married at a resort over there called Bovey Castle in June. But obviously that's the thick of when COVID was happening. So we uh, had to cancel our trip. And then my mom actually suggested, why not look at Disney World? And, uh, you know, we, we started looking into it and our thought was we couldn't go to England to get married. So why not do the next best thing and look at Epcot? <laughs> and are you guys Disney fans? Have you gone a lot? I've been going my whole life. Uh, Ryan and I went together in 2018 for the first time and he's more of like a Star Wars fan, but I'm slowly converting him. <laughs> Luckily, they're all in the same family now. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did you choose the day of week and time of day? So we, we chose a Wednesday. It was November 11th because it was more cost friendly. And the day that we got married was 11-11. And it's actually the day that my uncle passed away um, in 2008. And so it had a sentimental value as well. How long did you have to plan it between when you decided, hey, let's do Disney and when you actually had your wedding? So it was the end of March when we had to cancel our original plans. And right away we got started on working on our Disney wedding. Uh, I think we signed our contract in like the middle of April. Well, that's good. So it wasn't totally last minute. No, not completely. But I felt like a little bit rushed compared to most weddings. <laughs> I know. That's true. I think like at-home weddings seem to be on kind of a two-year timeline. And Disney doesn't even let you book till a year out. So it can be, I think for a lot of people, it feels like a very compressed timeline, but Disney has so much experience doing this that for them, it's very easy. Yes. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? The UK courtyard was pretty much a non-negotiable because of our canceled UK wedding. And I just love the idea of getting married in a garden. That's always been kind of my vision. And then we were planning on having our cake and champagne celebration at the UK Lockside, but because of the COVID restrictions for social distancing purposes, they had to move it to France. And then I can talk about where it ended up moving a little later on. <laughs> okay. I see. So because UK Lockside is smaller, even though it's outdoors, you had too many guests. How many guests did you have? We had about 25 people. 
I see. And with the social distancing, you wouldn't fit there. Okay. So you ended up with 25 guests. How many did you invite? I would say probably about 30. What do you think, Brian? I'd say that's about right. We, we didn't have very many that, that weren't able to make it, thankfully. That's great, especially considering all the COVID-19 restrictions right now. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do right now is what I'm calling the COVID-19 lightning round. And this is just all of the questions that people have about how Disney weddings are working right now with their various restrictions. So here we go. First of all, when and where were your guests required to wear masks? So they were required to wear them from the moment they left the hotel. The only time they were allowed to take them off was while they were eating or drinking. And how about you guys? For us, it was a little bit different. So we had to adhere to the mask policy, same as everybody else, for the most part. But we got some exceptions for our ceremony, as well as our first look photographs. So we didn't have to wear masks for those, but for everything else, we had to follow the same rules as everyone else. Wear the mask, you know, anytime you weren't stationary and eating or drinking. Got it. Now, did they have assigned seating for your guests? Yes. And did someone just show everybody where to sit or was there a seating chart? So my planner asked me ahead of time to send a list of everybody who was traveling together so that those people could sit together at both the ceremony and the celebration. Got it. Did you have a restriction on the number of bridal party members who could stand with you at the altar? That wasn't really an issue for us because we only had one person stand with us each. Uh, Ryan had his best friend and best man, and I had my mom as my maid of honor. So my mom actually walked me down the aisle as well, and she had to wear her mask once she got up to the front of the altar. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then were your family members allowed to stand next to you without masks in photos? Yes. In which locations were you allowed to take photos with your masks off? So a lot of the photos we took were right around the UK pavilion. So they were nice enough to let us do our first look in the uh, in the little phone booths that they have out there. And so we didn't have to wear masks for that. There was the little garden with a fountain, I believe, that was that's kind of right next to the alley that leads back to the UK pavilion. Um, we were able to take pictures there without without our masks on and. The other location that comes to mind is the little archway that's made of like flowers and foliage that's next to the picture spot, I think. And we were able to take uh, photos there as well without the masks. I think the main issue was that the park was still closed at that point, And so no guests would see us without our masks on. And there was really nobody around except for us and our photographers and the planners. Right. And I love the idea of doing your first look at the photo booth. That is so clever. Thanks. Yeah, that was really fun. Now, you had a kind of a walk around cake and champagne reception. So did they even have seating arrangements like different pods had to sit in different places? Or how did that work since it wasn't a full formal sit down reception? So there were chairs at the France Terrace, but it started raining once we got there. So we ended up moving into the World Showplace Pavilion where they have all the booths for the um, Food and Wine Festival. And they just had a couple of cocktail tables set up there. And they weren't really that strict about people mingling with each other. I mean, there wasn't really a strict seating plan per se. And that is a pretty big location too. Yes. How did it work with the food service and the bar? I was actually really impressed when, when it started raining, they moved everything over like in the blink of an eye. They just, I don't even know how they did it. 
And then the food service was very, I, I was very impressed with the lengths they kind of went to to make, make sure that was, that was being done safely. So of course they, they had people with masks and gloves serving and then these giant I guess you'd call them dividers, sneeze guards set up right in front of the actual place where they're they're making the food. And so they had all of that blocked off. And then they would just hand you hand you the food from around from around the uh, around the divider. And and yeah, I think it, I think it worked out pretty well. And like Kylie said, yeah, they as soon as it started raining, it was it was either already there waiting for us or or there like maybe two minutes after we got there. Wow. Like it was it was impressive how fast they moved that from, you know, one pavilion all the way over to the World Show Place. Yeah, definitely. Now, Kylie, this one's for you. How did your makeup hold up with having your mask going on and off all day? I think it was actually pretty good. I used a lot of powder and setting spray, so I didn't really notice too much of it coming off. And I mean, I really only had to wear it for a short amount of time traveling from the hotel to our first look. So luckily there wasn't too much time in there for it to smudge. <laughs> That's great. Do you have any menu items from your celebration that you can recommend? Yes, we had Mickey waffles, which were amazing as always. And they came with like a fruit topping and whipped cream on the side. And then we also had mini quiches, which were also really good. Yeah, I'll have to second the, the Mickey waffles. They were, it was, it was like a almost caramelized apple kind of topping with, with whipped cream. It was fantastic. I feel like Mickey waffles taste better at weddings for some reason. <laughs> Never go wrong. Do you have any cake flavors to recommend? Yes, that was the part I was most excited about. <laughs> we had the churro filling with a yellow cake and a chocolate cake with cookies and cream. And that one was our top layer and we didn't actually dig into it until we got back. But they were both really good. I think the churro was probably my favorite. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, now, did you add a dessert party, a welcome party, or any other events around your wedding? No, we did add a dinner, though, at Paddlefish that night. Oh, that's nice. Great. Did you work with them to use a private room or just have everybody order off the menu? So we coordinated it with Paddlefish, and they had the room that's looking out over the deck and it was really nice so, like they really did a great job with it it was it was fairly reasonably priced too that's great and how did that work was it similar restrictions and distancing procedures to what disney had in place it was similar i mean we were eating and drinking most of the time so most of the time we were not wearing masks but when you were entering and exiting the restaurant you had to wear it i see can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day fit together Yes, it started very early. I got up around three o'clock. <laughs> uh, yes, and started getting ready. And then Ryan got picked up around 7am. And I got picked up at 715. So we we had separate vans. And we went actually to Franks to get our temperature checked. And then we both went to the UK pavilion had our first look around eight o'clock and took some photos, and then the ceremony was at 9, and then the celebration started right after, and then we actually had a ride mix-in before the park opened. Ooh, that's a great idea. What ride did you choose? We did Frozen, and it was amazing. <laughs> Afterwards, we all went back to our hotels and just relaxed for the rest of the day. I think some people went to the parks, and then our dinner was at 7 o'clock that night. 
And I know a lot of people say don't switch hotels the day of your wedding, but we actually had a room that night at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And so we went to check in there before the dinner. And I think it all worked out. That's great. So with your celebration, a lot of times people are worried because Disney bills it as a walk around event. It's not a sit down thing where everybody has a place. And did you find that it was a problem where people were like, oh, I wish I could sit down or or how did it work for you guys? I don't think that was really a problem because it was only an hour and I feel like it went really quickly. You know, we were eating, drinking, we were having cake and taking pictures. And we actually did a first dance in that space as well. And I feel like it went really quickly. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. I mean, with a Disney vacation, you're always very conscious of how much farther you can walk and, and where there is to sit down. And during the reception, you know, that was the furthest thing from my mind. I don't know if it was, you know, just getting wrapped up in the day, but I, it didn't really feel like it was much of an issue. That's great to hear. For your first dance, did you have the musician from your ceremony or recorded music? Well, we were supposed to have the violinist from our ceremony, but because of the rain and because our ceremony got pushed back a little bit, which I'll talk about in a couple of minutes, he had to leave because his time was up. Oh, that's too bad. So how'd you do first dance? Oh my goodness. Our amazing wedding planner pulled up the song on her phone and played the song off of her phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and budget? I think the most important aspect for sure was the location. I don't, I don't hear a lot of people say that, but having it in the UK pavilion was definitely the most important to us. And I know that it's already in a garden, but I really wanted to add more floral because I just had that vision of being like a garden party sort of a theme. And so I think those were the most important and Disney floral did such a great job. Oh, that's good. Did you send them inspiration pictures or... Yes, they looked at my Pinterest and I just stuck, I didn't have any colors per se. I just stuck with white roses and they did like such an amazing job. It was exactly what I pictured. Oh, that's great. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved some money or effort? Yes. And I actually kind of regret <laughs> skimping on these items. First of all, invitations. We didn't send any save the dates or invitations. And I kind of regret that because some of our guests didn't know about the bus that took them to the ceremony. Oh. And so they ended up being late because they drove themselves. And then another thing that we tried to save money on was our video. We just had somebody do the ceremony. But looking back, I kind of wish we had more of like a, a trailer style video. That's a good tip. Yeah. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? I have to say my favorite memory was was that first look. I just, I, I think that's really going to stick with me for a long time just uh, because they had me in the phone booth facing facing the wall, so away from the door. They're like, all right, she's going to come in and she's going to tap you on the shoulder and that's when you'll turn around. And I think that's the moment where everything really hit me, that this was real and this was happening because I could just feel my heart just, just almost thumping out of my chest. And I was just so excited. And I remember turning around and just being blown away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my favorite, aside from the ceremony, of course, was going on the Frozen ride because 
we did end up getting there a little bit late. So there were already people lining up outside and everyone was cheering and clapping. And then we got in there and got to ride the ride in our tux and dress. And it was just like so magical. One little touch I liked about that too was uh, they let our photographers ride the ride. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like I didn't know they to go and they got to go on it too. I thought that was really nice. That's great because I always wish more people had pictures of their ride mix-in. So it's always nice when the photographers can go. <laughs> yeah, they weren't really allowed to get photos on the ride, but they I think they got a lot of shots of us stepping into the boat and, and leaving the station and things like that. So That's wonderful. Now you talked a bit about the rain and then the weirdness with the musician schedule. Was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? I wish I would have been more clearly communicated about the transportation because that did push our, our ceremony back probably about 15 minutes. And yeah, and then it started raining a little bit, but they moved everything over so seamlessly that it really didn't make much of a difference. And I think it actually ended up being better because the World Showplace is so amazing. The, the late start, I think, was the only thing that really, that's the only thing that really sticks out. Everything else, everything else felt just, I don't want to say perfect, but because that feels a little cliche, but it, it <laughs> felt like it went off without a hitch. That's okay. It's okay for your wedding to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, even having to move because of the rain, I'm not, I'm not, you know, in retrospect, I think it was a better choice just because I probably wouldn't have done great too much longer in like the Florida heat and humidity in my tux. So <laughs> I haven't got to go inside. <laughs> Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Honestly, I was worried about every single aspect. <laughs> I listened to like every single episode of your podcast, read the book back to front because I just wanted to be knowledgeable about every aspect. And really, there was really no need to be so worried about everything because Disney they know what they're doing. This isn't their first rodeo and I should have just been more trusting. <laughs> I think for me, the thing I worried about more than I should have was probably writing my vows. I was, uh, I was just really nervous about it and really nervous about, you know, if they were, if they were going to be good, if they were going to match up and, and in the end it, it, it worked out. It didn't, you know, matter as much as I thought it would. I just kind of got up there and, and, and just went with it. And, you know, I, I, I had obsessed over this, but I think when the time comes, you kind of find the right stuff to say. <laughs> Definitely. And they must have worked because she married you. So, yes, yeah, so I was crying the whole ceremony. <laughs> to be fair, she had started crying before anybody had started talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotional day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, you mentioned the transportation, maybe sending out a schedule to your guests, which is a great idea. Is there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would definitely send the invites with a detailed schedule. That's really the biggest thing. And I would have not worried so much because I was really stressing myself out a whole, a whole lot for really nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think alternately, you know, making good use of like a wedding website to keep all of that info up to date probably would have helped. We had one, but I, I think it was maybe like 3,000 foot detail instead of, you know, 300. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say definitely do the ride mix-in if you can. 
It was a, a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, unless we do a vow renewal, which we hopefully will. <laughs> it's just so cool to be on a ride in your wedding clothes. And it was just so magical. And also get Carrie's book because it is seriously the Bible. <laughs> See, I think uh, if you get a violinist, uh, just have some fun seeing what kind of requests you can send their way because ours was ours was good for the time we had him. It was It was impressive. I did not expect him to just you know, bust out the cantina band song from Star Wars when I asked for it. So that was just a fun little touch that I really appreciated. That's wonderful. Well, Kylie and Ryan, I think you've shared a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in having a wedding or a vow renewal, especially if they're doing a celebration rather than a full reception. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>